When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Live on SENSA, welcome to Red Legs Radio. Get great value at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Good evening and welcome to Red Legs Radio. My name is Rob Harding, Football Services Manager at the Norwood Football Club, also the Reserves Coach, the League Runner, and tonight, host of Red Legs Radio, which is a great privilege for the first time, and joined by my good friend, Joe Marciano. Good evening to you, Joe. Chief, thank you very much for having me. Great to be here. Thank you for having me, Joe. It's wrapped to be (laughs) here. And of course, we are here thanks to our great sponsors, Palmerbet. Get great value at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. And of course, climate, air conditioning and solar. And we need definitely uh, some heating at the moment, don't we, Joe? It's been very cold here in the last few days. So make sure you get in touch with South Australia's biggest Dakin dealer this winter, come home to climate. And Joe, we're here after a fantastic win last Friday night, aren't we, against the Crows? It was one of the great nights in the football club's recent history, wasn't it? Yeah, what a game of footy it was, Chief. It was uh, on the edge of of your seat type of stuff. And um, probably... You know, a few a few Red Lake supporters probably didn't give us a chance, and I probably was a little bit guilty of that in that last couple of minutes to come back from 13 points down. But the great man, the myth, the man, the legend, Matty Panos steps up with a a bit of brilliance, and uh, and and can't count out Connor McLean as well because he was crucial in that dying stages. But um, what a game it was for our fans, and um, what a win it was to galvanise the group essentially as we head into a big game against North Adelaide this Saturday. It really was. And speaking in the post-match up in the function centre after the game, I made mention, I was out on the ground obviously as the runner through that last few minutes. And uh, the crowd, it felt like there was 15,000 there. The (laughs) Norwood fans were so loud. It was so much fun. And um, you couldn't have scripted a better return for the King, Matt Panos. And to kick four goals in his first game back after more than 600 days out was outstanding. So, you know, Twice this year now we've played against top-of-the-table sides. We'll play another one this week in North Adelaide, and it's great for us to get the win over a really strong Adelaide Crow side. Yeah, and obviously, Chief, you know, these games like that against against pretty good opposition in, in the Adelaide Footy Club, um, you know, what were your, as a you know as a football services manager and runner and assistant coach and all that, when, when Adelaide came back at us that, in that third term and Kieran Strawn started to dominate and Parnell started playing well and Scholl and Schoenberg, you know, what was the message for you from you and obviously, Chief, to go, right, like, right guys, let's... Let's settle down. Let's make sure we, we stick to our structures, stick to what we know, and obviously we're able to get the job done after that. Yeah, it was about really coming back to the way that we wanted to play yeah. and get the game back on our terms. And, and, you know, the Crows have got such quality in their side that when they did get a bit of a run on and start getting the game played a bit more in their half, it really challenged us. And it was great that our guys were able to absorb that. And even into the last quarter when um, they kicked the last goal of theirs to go 13 points up after Himmelberg's goal. Mm. It would have been really easy for the entire group just to deflate a bit and think, okay, there's only, you know, three or four minutes to go. We're in trouble here. And um, the way that the boys stuck to the task and even the way they executed some of our late game structures was really pleasing. And I was fortunate enough to be out in the ground and I'm able to assist with the communication a little bit in those scenarios, Mm. but they were doing it themselves really. And they knew our late game strategies. They knew what to do and the calmness and composure. And even if you look at the very last play, 
that ball right in front of the interchange wing with Sam yeah. Morris lands a centimetre inside the line. He picks it up, hits Jay Rantel. Jay's able to face up straight away, look forward, hit Panos, and then Matt's able to see the open space in front of him. It's quite funny watching the vision back. Unfortunately for one of the Crows players who happened to go down with cramp trying to get across <laughs> oh, to yes. the mark. So it really gave us um, or gave Matt a great opportunity to uh, go forward and have that shot at goal. And for him to execute... Um, under fatigue in his first game back was outstanding. So when the Crows came at us, uh, what was great was we came back to the things that we know make us a strong side and the boys executed it really well. Yeah, I thought the defence was really good as well. And, you know, with, with the guys back there, with Cam Ball and, and Jack Hurd, they, they, they're not, they haven't played many games, but they've, like they've got so much experience mm. and composure. I and mean, that's something that you obviously can't teach in those scenarios. Yeah, it really is. And these are the games you get the best learning out of, for, yeah. particularly for a young group. So I think we've looked at our side each week this year and our forward mix is completely different our back mix is now starting to get two seasons of continuity together and yeah. that mix of ball heard um, mitch wilkins deck hamilton they're starting to play a lot of footy together we've had a couple of guys come into it with Lockie charlton and pierce seymour and a few others through this year but that core group has now started to play a season and a half together and the longer they can play together the more you'll see them stay well connected and really set the ground up the way that we want to and I was going to say, last thing, obviously, those li- these little things count, and I don't know how much it does count, but obviously, you lose your captain, Matty Nunn, your inspirational leader before the game, right with the illness, and then you lose Lockie Charlton mm, with, a, with an injury that. early in the quarter, and we go down rotation as well. How much do you talk about the resilience of the group to obviously get through those little um, little, little obstacles as well? Yeah, it was a really big part of Twig's messaging post-game was to, to lose uh, Charlton in the first two minutes of the game um, to a pretty serious injury in the end and yeah. to have a couple of guys come off and have to be assessed for concussion in Mitch Cotter and Henry Nelligan and right. both those guys were able to pass their tests and return to the field but this came on the back of uh, I sat in here last week when we were talking about the team mm-hmm. um, in the lead up to training and we didn't really know where it was going to land because we'd had the flu go through the club and we still had the remnants of that a little bit over the weekend as well. So there was a lot of chopping and changing at both squads and even calling up some of our under-18 players um, into our reserve mm-hmm. side, which they did a great job as well. And that resilience across the entire club, I thought, was really strong last week. And that's why it's a really important week for our footy club that uh, we've just been through. Fantastic, Chief. I'll just What I'll do is quickly run through the People's Choice votes as well. And um, unanimously, Matty Panos was the man that took all the votes, 122, and Jeez. that brings him up to... Uh, to fifth on the leaderboard. Oh, wow. So Tommy Donnelly still leads with 859. Harry Boyd with 216. Ethan Warburton with 143. Unfortunately, we won't see him for the rest of the season, Chief. Yeah. He's got that injury. Hasn't yeah, unfortunately, yet? Ethan sustained a shoulder injury in training Same. a couple of weeks ago, and it was very unfortunate. But um, look, for him to get in and, and play some league footy early showed us a glimpse of what we're going to see in the future from him. For sure. Jacob Kenley at four with 139. He had a good game last week that's and right. was pretty well uh, suited to the leadership role. Uh, Matty Nunn won't like that, but that's all right. <laughs> Uh, Matty Panos, fifth with 122. Bain and Lowe with 106. Nick Rokar with 73. Ben Jarvis, 57. Jay Rantel, 55. And Nick Pedro with 42. We love what People's Choice bring to our footy club. And um, if you'd like to have a say in the voting, head to our Norwood Facebook page and uh, cast your vote as well. Great, great friends of the uh, footy club, People's Choice, and do a great job for us. Yep. No, what, what was your highlight outside of the Panos goal at the end? What stood out for you on the night, Joe? No, you know what? For me, Chief, I, I thought Conor McLean was huge. I'll have to say it, and uh, we'll, we'll look at that a little bit later on. We'll speak to Matty Panos. But I just thought the way he influenced the last three minutes, he took that massive mark on the other side of the ground when probably no one gave him a chance to grab, get near it. He kicks two clutch goals, and especially the first one, where mm. it just need, we needed to kick that goal to give us something in this game. Uh, and I thought he was his 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 kicking his accuracy for kick for goal has been excellent all year, and uh, I just think he's something that we can um we can build off. And 
Um, he was well held as well all night from Billy Frampton. Didn't drop his head at all. And uh, and the composure to go back to kick cl- two clutch goals and give us a chance in that game was something that um, I'll, I'll have to say was my highlight. Yeah, yourself? He's, a, he's a, uh, pretty similar, actually. Yeah. I thought Connor was a real standout. And he's a yeah. beautiful set shot for goal. He's a fantastic yeah. overhead mark. He's our yeah. leading contested mark player this year. And uh, gave, gives us a great target inside 50. And there was probably a couple of opportunities earlier in the game where they just didn't quite stick in his hands on the yeah. wet night. Right. And then to take a couple of really important ones and have the composure to go back under fatigue, late in the game, um, and kick those um, really crucial goals to give us an opportunity sure. um, to win this game. So it was a fantastic night for our footy club. It was great um, atmosphere and environment and vibe was. Uh, of getting around Cooper Stadium last Friday night. So uh, we'll take a break now. and we come back, we'll discuss the teams for this week and look forward to a big match against North Adelaide. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. On SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs. Welcome back to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Palmerbet. Get tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets and great value at Palmerbet. Make sure you gamble responsibly. And for gambler's help, please call 1-800-858-858. And climate, air conditioning and solar, South Australia's biggest Dakin dealer. This winter, come home to climate. Rob Harding's my name in the chair with you tonight, along with Joe Marciano. Great to have you along, Joe. Chief. And very privileged to be joined by a Norwood Premiership player, a three-time McGarry medalist, and a five-times North Adelaide best and fairest winner, which is important this week as we come <laughs> up against the Roosters. Jimmy Allen, thanks for joining us, Jimmy. Thank you. Thanks for the introduction. Good to be here. How do you feel when we get weeks like this, Jimmy? It's North Adelaide and Norwood, obviously such a storied history for yourself at North Adelaide, but then an important part of the 2014 Premiership with us. What's the feeling like going into this week? Oh, it's obviously exciting. I think the rivalry, um, yeah, it's probably been a rivalry that's been flourishing for a long time. But in my time when I was at North Adelaide, Norwood was always a team we loved to beat. And when I got to Norwood, I, I realised that that sort of feeling was reciprocated. So going into this week with North, going so well and the and the red legs coming off a good win it's an exciting time to be involved with both clubs jimmy um joe here obviously talk us through what's been happening with you obviously down at uh, ross trevor footy director there and first 18 coach um how, how's the role going and obviously how's the um the next wave of under 18s coming through the ranks how are they looking and um, give us an update on that well firstly joe i'm very busy here at the moment so <laughs> footy's well and truly underway that's good um, Yep, going all right, and we've got a really strong connection with Norwood, so I've got a lot of your under-18 boys playing with us at the moment. Our squad's shaping up reasonably well. We've got a um, really tough game this week against um, St. Peter's College, who is coached by my old North Adelaide coach, Josh Franco, so there's a bit of a right. Roosters flavour there as well. But, um, yeah, it's going, it's going really well so far, and we've just got footy in as a subject at Ross Trevor, which I've been trying to get in for a couple of years, which has um, enabled us to get a bit more development into our boys through the curriculum, which has been great. Um, obviously, Jimmy, so talk us through, as so footy as a subject, what does that entail day-to-day? Is that just, a, you know, basically a, a theory and, a, and a, obviously a prac as well? And Or what's the, talk us through that, the lesson lesson plans and all that. Yeah, so I've got a year 10 class and a year 11 class. We get three 80-minute um, lessons a week for each of those classes. So one, at this time of year, we've, because we've got so much training and a lot of our boys are involved at Tamfield clubs as well, we try and lighten their load from a um, practical point of view. So we Today we're just having a bit of a goal-kicking competition and then we'll get into some theory stuff. So we're looking at um, players doing a game review, much like uh, AFL sample clubs do, looking at, at different clips. So they'll run that. And, um, yeah, just, just looking at different ways 
that we can develop our players in all different aspects of footy. We looked at issues um, around racism, umpiring and um, concussion last week and we did some stuff on training program design with um, Taylor Jack earlier in the in the term, which was really exciting for our boys. Um, beautiful. That, fantastic stuff there, um, and Jimmy. And obviously, we always, always have to ask this question. Three McGarry medals. Um, you know, everyone gives a little bit of stick about it. Which one's which one's your favourite? Talk us th- talk me talk us through that. Give the fans a bit of an update on which one's the favourite. And do you still sleep with them, Jimmy, or is that is that done now? No, no, no. I'm still sleeping with them. I have to share the bed now. Um, share the bed with a, a near four year old as well. But, That's right. Um, no, it, no, no favourites. I think the first the first year I came over, I, I, I had really no idea what to expect. So that was. That was pretty exciting, but we played in the grand final there as well. And the way they used to do it, that was actually grand final week. So it was a, it was a long week leading into the grand final. And my mom was on other things. And then my the, the next couple, I don't think we played finals in one of the years. So that turned out to be a pretty big night. So by the time I won that, I, I, I was having a pretty good time. Um, so they're all they're all very different, but uh, they they were nothing in comparison to the celebrations after the premiership at Norwood. On that note, Jimmy, let's talk about the 2014 Premiership. Obviously, a fantastic grand final, a four-point win against the arch rivals in Port Adelaide. A couple of weeks ago, we had the 2012 group through for the first of the uh, reunions, and we're going to have that, obviously, over the next couple of years, which is fantastic. Uh, What's your main recollections, and what do you think the the key points were that that group had um, that allowed them to go on to Premiership success? Yeah, it's, Rob, it seems like yesterday that we played. It doesn't seem like we're having a 10-year reunion in a couple of years. But um, from my point of view, it was a, it was an interesting time because I dislocated my wrist against North Adelaide about six weeks before the finals started. So it was my actual first game back in the in the league side was the grand final. So I didn't know I was playing up until I got through a fitness test on Wednesday and then had to wait for selection. So um, in terms of being nervous leading into the grand final, most of my attention was just on on getting through and hopefully getting through the pain of playing with the with a wrist that was pretty dodgy. But on um, on the game, it was it just all happened so fast. And I just think the the thing that I noticed when I first came over to Norwood was how driven the group was and how um, close the group was as well. I, I remember going to a function early on where everyone was there, um, and, I, and I had no idea who the senior players and who the reserves players were. Such was the connection between the groups. So. That was one thing that stood out. And I think the leadership, it was so player-driven um, while I was there, which was something I probably wasn't used to, where if, if something happened, the players knew what was going on, but it'd be knocked on the head before it even got to the coaches. So we just had a really strong group of leaders, and that came from guys being around there for a long time. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great call. Um, and obviously, J- Jimmy liked is when coming to Norwood for the first time, was there massive? Was a massive difference when you come to a new club? You, you, were, su- you were such a, a prominent player for the Roosters, and then you you switch over to the parade. Was there a lot of differences? And was it hard to adjust in the early in the early stages? Yeah, I guess so. Because I, I went home to Geelong for a year and and got injured and didn't play a lot of footy back there. But the idea was to play with my brother for a little bit, and I ticked that box. And then I went overseas, so I had no real intentions of coming back for a while. Uh, but when I did come back, I think having been at North Adelaide for six years, you get used to how things are done at a certain place and things were very different at Norwood and the main difference was around the way that Norwood played. It was one of the first um, sample clubs that had a really strong, uh, uh, I guess, emphasis on defence, which wasn't a, a strong point of mine. Um, so I had to really adjust and buy into that when I came over and that wasn't easy, but um, 
yeah, I, I got a lot of support, and and in the end, it all worked out all right. And I think the, the best thing was I, I was welcomed in by the group, and the supporters were fantastic as well, which I was a little bit concerned about, I guess, going to a new club. You certainly won the supporters over um, in your time at the Norwood Football Club, that's for sure, Jimmy. So thank you very much for joining us tonight, doing a fantastic job at Ross Trevor and really important part of the pathway for our players coming into the Norwood program. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, no worries at all. Thanks a lot for Legend, your time. Legend, Jimmy. Thanks, boys. That was Jimmy Allen there, the three-time McGarry medalist. Always good to speak to past players, Chief. And I think they're such a, an important thing to our club, obviously the, the past players relationship and getting him on to speak about those uh, experiences of winning winning premierships and what it takes to get to the highest level and he definitely achieved that so um, yeah no, it was great to speak to him and I uh, love his work. Absolutely it was and we mentioned in the chat there that we had the 2012 premiership reunion a couple of weeks ago and the bond that Jimmy spoke about in the, the playing group was really evident in that 2012 group the other night and they're, the boys are doing it the right way, they're doing the three almost together so the same group's going to come together three times in a row I think over the next few years but uh, that bond is so strong and the boys were um, had a number of functions over a few days there for the 2012 reunion. Um, you could see how tight they were, and that really rubbed off on our current playing group as well, which was fantastic. So um, when you have premiership success, you have to celebrate it, and it has to become Correct. ingrained in part of your footy club. And there's a couple of great photos up around our facility, particularly down in our Macintosh meeting room Definitely. downstairs that shows um, some of the great moments from that 2012 to 14 period. Yeah, definitely. And uh, look, if we can keep getting those guys in to you know, remind the group about what it, what it takes to be, to you know, achieve the highest success. And that's what our team is definitely looking for. Um, I don't think it does any harm. And, uh, and by the, I think speaking to Twig and, and yourself about it, it's such a, a powerful thing to get these guys up and even present j- uh, jumper, you know, jumper guernseys to, uh, to those players is always a good little feeling as well. And it really is. And great credit to Jace Bode, who was a massive part of organising the 2012 reunion and yep. um, such an important figure in our club's history. So uh, it was great for him to organise everyone and be involved in it yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree. And, um, yeah, he's a great guy. So, um, now looking forward to, obviously, speaking to Jimmy Allen, but obviously the next man that we want to speak to as well is Matty Panos. And can't wait to get him on the show and uh, chat about what transpired last Friday night. Looking forward to that chat with Matt Panos coming up shortly. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. On SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. For climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Redlegs. Welcome back to Redlegs Radio. Rob Harding in the chair with you tonight along with Joe Marciano. And we're here thanks to Palmabet. Get tackle busting benefits with great odds, more markets and great value at Palmabet. Make sure you gamble responsibly. And for gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. And climate, air conditioning and solar. South Australia's biggest Dakin dealer. This winter, come home to climate. As we said earlier, Joe, we need it right now. We need some heat. That's for sure. Exactly. Someone who bought the heat on Friday night last week was Matt Panos, who has been good enough to join us tonight. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. It was a fantastic night, obviously, last Friday night, and you were a central part of it. There's a lot to discuss about, a lot of questions to ask. But firstly, for you, Matt, uh, where does that win rank in terms of your career, your storied career at this footy club? Oh, yeah, probably, I don't think anything will beat 2014 grand final. Um, Obviously, being a grand final, beating Port by under a goal. Um, But, yeah, outside of that, this would, yeah, it probably has to be number one or, yeah, number two out of of all the games I've played and watched. Um, Yeah, it's been a long journey to come back, playing the top team at home on a Friday night. And um, I think the ending was incredible and something that, 
you know, I haven't really been a part of kicking three goals. I don't know what how long was left in the last three or four minutes in red time um, to beat the Crows and obviously um, kicking the winning goal at the end of the game was incredible and something I'll never forget, probably won't ever happen again. But um, I think just because I've been out for so long and how um, coaching staff boys on the field got around me and, um, you know, even the crowd after was um, insane and something I'm very grateful for. Um, so, yeah, I'd say outside the grand final, that's number one. Nos, talk us through the emotion of that last play. You mark the ball uh, from Jay Rantel. You, you then see the Crows defenders run off the mark, essentially to get back. You've got the tired legs to have the composure to go back from 45 to win it. Just talk us through that last, just that last play in general. Um, well, Sam Morris did a very good job um, of keeping the ball in. I think the ball was just yeah. going to stay on the line and, and hit Jay. And I was, I was going to lead up. There was a bit of space and then... Um, the fresh legs of Corey Stockdale, he, uh, he led into the space and I was <laughs> I was pretty fatigued um, first game back. So I thought Jay might hit me, but then in that moment, you know, a lot of plays would probably go long, um, which is definitely understandable. So, yeah, he hit me, which I was a bit surprised and I thought, don't know how long's left, get it on quick. Um, yeah, played on thinking I'd go to the top of the square. All the forwards sort of led up. Um, and then, yeah, the Crows defenders folded back. I think the guy on the mark had started cramping. I didn't really notice that at the time. Um, and then, yeah, once I got... Um, you're short-changing me a bit, Joey. It was outside 50. Um, <laughs> I think it keeps yeah, being added, so it's yeah. might have been 65, yeah. actually, by this point. We saw something like that, yeah. Uh, in a, yeah, in a few years, it's going to be 70, and it was a tall, like, bloody. Um, but it was... Yeah, I thought, yeah, as I was approaching 50... Every, yeah, I just want to go as long as I can and um, only saw the goals. Not much was sort of going through about, you know, getting nervous. It was sort of in the moment, in the play. And um, I've been kicking the ball pretty well uh, on Friday. So I just thought I'd have a crack and um, came off sweetly. Um, and as it, was, as it was going through, I thought that one of the Crows defenders was going <laughs> to mark it on the line and I would have uh, cost us a game. But luckily, just had enough on it to get through and bounce in. Well, Noss, it was an absolutely incredible atmosphere on the ground on Friday night. And you mentioned before about the journey it's been for you. So maybe an opportunity to take the listeners back. The injury obviously happened um, late in 2020. And with the way that the season was structured, it meant that it put your 2021 season a fair bit in jeopardy. Can you talk the listeners through um, what your involvement was in the, at the club in 2021 um, while you were recovering from your knee surgery? Yeah, so I uh, did the ACL in um, September 2020 because because of, uh, of COVID uh, here earlier in the year meant that 12 months and it was it was probably a bit worse than just a, a standard ACL so it was always going to take a bit longer than 12 months um, to get back playing um, yeah sort of knew pretty early I was fighting to come back but realistically it was going to be really really tough to play so had a conversation with with Twig early in the year um, about staying involved and. The, um, the physios and um, other people in the club had said that it's really good to, to stay involved and not sort of separate myself from the group because in rehab, um, a lot of the sessions I was doing were by myself or I couldn't uh, do things with other players. I couldn't kick or run for quite a while. So um, I had a couple coaching roles. So um, at the start of the year, I was, I was on the bench with the headset to the um, coaching group upstairs and re- relaying messages to the runner and players um, talking to the boys on the bench, which was really good. Um, and then that sort of flipped 
with Twig then coming to the bench and I became the forwards coach um, at senior level. So uh, helped out with, played a lot of footy as a forward um, throughout my career. So it was good to, and probably something we didn't really have um, a set forward coach for the whole year. So yeah, sort of stepped into that role uh, in the back half of 2021. I did notice that you timed it pretty well, that as soon as winter struck, you somehow found your way up into the coach's box. So I <laughs> thought it was pretty smart by you in the end. <laughs> Yeah, I've got to take all I can. It was uh, pretty cold last year. It's pretty cold at the moment as well. <laughs> hey, Noss, it was interesting last Friday night playing with a lot of guys that you, you actually hadn't played a lot of footy with. Guys like, you know, Jacob Kennelly and Benny Jarvis. These guys were coming up through the ranks when, when you were playing league footy, but now you're, you're on the same pitch as them. Was that something that it was you found you know exciting with all this vibrance and youth around you last Friday night? Yeah, absolutely. I think my first game in coming back in the reserves, I hadn't played with anyone at all. So it was 21 um, different players and I don't know how many I'd played with on Friday night, maybe five or so. So it's definitely been, um, yeah, like a breath of fresh air, having such a young group and getting to know these guys and, and building relationships with them. Um, they'd probably never seen, well, some of them probably like... Um, Kennels and Jarv might have seen me play, but a lot of the guys probably haven't seen me play because it's been two years. So, um, yeah, it was good to to get out with them and they were really excited for me, which was, um, yeah, really special as well, given that, um, yeah, hadn't been around playing-wise for, for quite a while. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was a special night. Nos, can we talk about the leadership side of things for you? Obviously, a, a club captain and a decision was made by the club to go with Matty Nunn as captain last year, which was more about as much about you not being available for the year um, as anything. Uh, how do you find your place in the leadership um, at the moment, uh, obviously, as an important, experienced voice in supporting guys like Matty Nunn and Jacob Kenley as they develop their leadership at the footy club? Yeah, I guess I have had that senior voice and have, and have been at the club for such a long time. I've, I've sort of been there at the highest of highs and then um, at low points as well when the clubs, I guess, sort of dipped and haven't made finals and um, sort of seen quite a bit happen, good and bad. So just trying to provide guidance to, yeah, Nani and um, Jayco, who I speak to a fair bit, but other guys have been around. Deck, Deck Hamilton, Mitch Wilkins um, have been at the club for, for a long time and then Harry Boy, Nick Roker, who... Um, might have only been here for a few years. They're pretty passionate about the club and about um, making people better and the club better and driving really high standards, which is good. So I think we've got sort of a good mix of youth experience, um, guys bringing qualities in, in different areas. And um, yeah, I try and help the boys as much as I can off field, but probably on fields where I'm a, a stronger leader, I guess, Um gets a bit harder when you're older when you you know that you only have so much that you can do off field um to help where some of the young guys might have a little bit more time a bit more energy to put into it so um just trying to strike that balance as well as you know doing rehab and trying to get back and playing and then performing uh, at league level hey nos obviously your your role in the team you, you've split your time a little bit between forward and midfield after last week is it simply just going up the twig and saying I'll, I'll be doing whatever I want thank you Jade or is a uh, is there is there a certain way he wants you to to play at different stage because last last week we saw you head into the uh, center bounce in a little bit a uh, little bit in the end and obviously you got a free kick uh, and and got a, got a quick sharp handball to Declan Hamilton we, we got a goal out of that so just your role in the team what it looks like 
I'm not sure I'll be saying that after one week of playing, <laughs> but um, oh, Twig and I have spoken a fair bit. He probably sees me a bit more as a forward um, and going into the midfield at times. And um, I guess I can call that when I want and uh, how the rotations are working with other players. But I'll, yeah, I've probably I've been a midfield, more midfield with t- at times going forward. Um, so it'd be similar to what I've done in the past. It's just trying to build those connections with the players that I might swap with. In the past, it was maybe uh, Mitch Grigg or Cole Gerloff, Josh Glenn or someone like that, that we had, um, you know, sort of no timing and when they're on and how long they want to spend in the midfield and I go forward. So, um, yeah, I think I'll I'll do a little bit of midfield, but probably um, stay forward for longer periods, especially um, in the first few weeks as I'm coming back and sort of building up to playing at the higher intensity. Nos, talk to us about life outside of your Norwood commitments. Obviously one of 12 currently listed players that were products of Ross Trevor, but uh, your work has taken you to another school um, at the moment, St. Ignatius. Talk us through, talk us through your role there. Uh, yeah, so I've been the sports coordinator at St. Ignatius for the last three or four years. So I look after, at the senior school, um, which is at Athelson, so I look after all the co-curricular sports program so not quite the the PE teaching that I wanted to do when I was I was younger um but looking after yeah footy teams netball teams um draws we have carnivals with schools from interstate um run sports day swimming carnival all that sort of stuff so yeah it's, it's a really good role I enjoy the time with the kids it's um probably 50 50 between getting out there with the kids um at training and games and uh admin sort of work we've got um yeah it's a, it's a really nice community here and um really enjoyed the last three or four years although i'm a very proud ross trevor old scholar well i'm sure the <laughs> uh sure the kids at st ignatius are looking forward to reenacting your match winning goal a lot over the next four or five <laughs> yeah. years i was so. gonna say i was gonna say nos have you, have you modeled your teaching uh teaching ways like the great glenn urbani from ross trevor Oh, absolutely. The guru. <laughs> the guru uh, big himself. shout out to Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything I learned was from the guru. That's right. Good stuff. Well, Nos, it was obviously a great privilege to see you back out there. Um, for those of us that have been seeing you up close and know what you've been through over the last couple of years, really, to get back and play at this level. And um, such a much-loved figure inside our club and, both, and by our fans as well. So thank you for joining us tonight. And it was great to see you back on the field. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Joe. Matt Panos there. Great to have him as part of the show tonight and great to have him back on the field, Joe. Oh, yeah, no, he's a, he's a super talent and he just shows his class every time he, you know, he enters the field. He's got that ability to pick out players and, and, you know, just have that ability to read the game and kick accurately and do all the right things, which always helps. And last week we came to fruition and were a very good win in the end against a, a pretty good team in the Crows. A class act on and off the field, Matt Panos. Great to have him as part of our show tonight. You're listening to Red Legs Radio. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. On SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs. Welcome back to Red Legs Radio, brought to you by Palmerbet. Get tackle-busting benefits at Palmerbet. Make sure you gamble responsibly and for gambler's help, please call 1-800-858-858. And climate, air conditioning and solar. South Australia's biggest Dakin dealer. This winter, come home to climate. Rob Harding's my name in the chair with you tonight, along with Joe Marciano. And Joe, great opportunity now to have a look at the team for this week's big match against North Adelaide. Big game, Chief. 
very big game. So at this stage, we've named a squad. We'll finalise tonight um, as tr- after training, which is happening as we speak. Uh, but this week, we do bring a few players back into our squad. And as we've uh, talked about earlier in the show, we did have the flu go through the yep. club a little bit last week, which did result in some late changes. So delighted to announce that we have a debutante this week, Joe. Wow. Which is big news. Huge. Max Michelaney will play his first wow. game for the Norwood Football Club. Fantastic. It's, How good is that? The son of Jim Michelaney? Son of Jim Michelaney's four-time premiership player and um, great for Max to get his opportunity at league level. Uh, it's a big year for Max this year. He's obviously a draft. member of the – he's looking in, into the draft as an under-18 player. Uh, he's a member of our under-18 squad. He's a member of the Crows as a potential father-son as part of that. Um, he's also part of the South Australian State Academy and the AFL National Academy. So a couple of weeks ago, he represented – Australia against Collingwood in a uh, Collingwood's VFL yep. side down in Frankston. Came back and played reserves for us last week. And then this week gets his opportunity at league level. How good is that? And, and where can we expect him to line up, Chief? Uh, is he a bit of a defend, defender? He is or? a defender, yeah. yeah. Maxwell play is almost a third tall defender. So cool. he's played a number of games with me in the reserves this year and really impressed with his ability to read the ball, um, to intercept, to win his one-on-ones and shows great composure coming out of defence. So we're delighted that the Michael Laney name um, goes into another generation at the Norwood Football Club. So Max will come into the side this week. Also into the squad, we have Thomas Donnelly, Matty Nunn, the captain, Xavier Tramfer, who was one of our best players on Friday night in the reserves, Michael Cavallaro and Tristan Binder. Out of the side at this stage, Lockie Charlton, unfortunately, with a, a serious foot injury that he sustained um, early against the Crows on Friday night. Uh, Pierce Seymour and Nick Loudon have been omitted. Okay, beautiful. There we go. So, look, there's a, there's a little bit of change potentially heading into the uh, into Saturday's game. Just a quick one a little bit. North Adelaide defeated the Maggies by 47 points last week. Aaron Young had 45 disposals, 12 marks a goal and six clearances, whilst uh, Harrison Wig and Campbell Coombe had, 24, uh, had 31 and 35 touches uh, individually as well. What, what can we expect from North Adelaide Chief? They're playing really well. They're top of the table. They're a, a quick-moving team. They'll like to move the ball quickly and get it in fast. Um, what do we need to do to be at our best to beat them on Saturday? That's one of their real strengths, isn't it, offensively, this team. And 7-1 and one this year, probably one of the teams that we expected to be around the middle of the table. Yep. Um, I think most of the competition experts thought. And uh, when you look through the talent on their side, uh, North Adelaide, they're, they're very strong. So we know that they've got a lot of speed. They do like to get you up the ground and get out the back on you. So um, looking forward to taking on that challenge this week. And said third time that we've played a top-of-the-table yep. side. We knocked one off in the Crows last week and yeah. hope to do the same out at Prospect. But... Uh, one change for them, obviously, this week is in the mid-season draft last night. They lost Jacob Bauer to Richmond with pick 10. And the mid-season draft is one of the difficulties for yeah, clubs in our competition. Extremely. And yeah. a number of players, obviously, this year it was six that went. We lost Jackson Callow last year to Hawthorne, um, who we were great to see him make his debut in recent weeks um, for the Hawks. But this is something that um, clubs in our competition do have to face. And unfortunately for North, they do lose a player out this week. Yeah, very, very passionate people. And, and Sample fans are, are up, in, up in arms and up in mm. roar about the whole mid-season draft. And, you know, we saw the Bays lose a couple last night in um, in Durden and uh, and Turner to the Crows. So it's uh, it's an interesting one, but unfortunately that's the way it is. And, that, and that's the cards we've been dealt. And last year we lost Callow, but give someone else an opportunity like a Tristan Binder to come in and play some footy. Yeah. It really does. And uh, can't wait to get out to Prospect on Saturday. Um, see all our fans out there. We had a great win there late last year. And the noise from the crowd in the last quarter as we kicked the last couple of goals might have been a Brad McKenzie goal, I think it was, from the half-forward yeah, flank. Yeah, yep. There was a crucial one late in that game. Uh, the noise from the Norwood fans was absolutely fantastic. So can't wait for that out at Prospect on Saturday. Reserves and league out there from 11.30. Now, Joe, it's time to bring in one of the previous hosts. He's now been usurped completely by myself, obviously. <laughs> ben Hook. Ben, welcome to the show. 
Rob, nice to be with you. And, uh, yeah, just wondering if you're taking over that job, what time do I need to be there to coach the reserves on the weekend? <laughs> We're two and six in the reserves, Hookie, so it's probably not too far away at the moment, unfortunately. But well, people are, probably, pe- people are probably giving me the same rating for hosting Redlegs Radio, so it might be a straight swap and it might work out for the best. Hookie, Hookie don't be like that. Seriously, come on. We know you're one of the best in the business. We know that. <laughs> Hey, just boys, the teams is thanks to Paradise Mazda, the wonderful team at Paradise Mazda. I drive a Paradise Mazda and I love it. Go and see uh, Kevin Bew out there and all of the team at Paradise Mazda. Wonderful, wonderful vehicles. So reliable. Wonderful team. Always look after you. And they bring us the Norwood Football Club team every Thursday on Red Legs Radio. Yep, love their work as well. Hookie, let's go get straight into some of our favourite segments. Uh, Let's go through... The sample stock market, thanks to Findex Financials. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing yours this week. What are you buying this week? Well, I've made an absolute massive killing, Joe, because you've been pretty poor in this. I I noticed that you you sold South last (laughs) week, and that was a massive mistake because they got over West Adelaide. I tell you what I'm buying. I'm going to buy the Crows. I think they're going to bounce back after the loss to us last weekend. Okay. They've got Sturt at Adelaide Oval. Sturt have been in a bit of a funk, and I expect the Crows uh, with uh, boosted a bit of stocks. Uh, of course, Taylor Walker back into the AFL side. Yep. So I like the Crows this week against Sturt. I'm buying them. Like that. Like it. I, I'm going to buy our man, Connor McLean. Good shopping. Yep, I liked what I saw last week. I've liked him all year, to be honest. And uh, he's got a little bit of a good overhead mark, like the Chiefs said. Uh, a very accurate kick at goal, and he was well held last week uh, by Billy Frampton, but he'll get a different opponent this week in probably Hilda or someone like that. And uh, I'm going to buy Connor McLean. I think he's going to make me some dirsh. Uh, nice. Uh, Hookie, who are you holding? Uh, well, I'm going to hold Glenelg. I'll be selling them next week. I think that's... Uh, you were just talking about the mid-season draft. I reckon that's a huge hole for the base. Yep. Uh, they've just been sort of going reasonable. They haven't absolutely dominated the competition, certainly like they did last year. Uh, I just reckon that's a real setback for them. They're just too hard to replace those guys at this level. So I'm going to hold them this week because I think they play West Adelaide and I reckon they'll get the job done. But after that, I'm going to be sticking some of my shares out onto the open market. Okay, that's good. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to hold Nord. I think we, we were a fair... I'm not going to do anything rash yet, but having a having a good win last week against the Crows is, is very good for galvanising the group. And uh, I'm excited to see what we can bring to the next top of the table team in, in the Roosters this week. And I think we're going to give them a fair fair shake of the uh, of the run at, and uh, the morale's, morale's higher, like the Chiefs said. So I'm going to hold the Nord Footy Club. Uh, what are you selling? Wait for this, Joe. You're go- I'm going to get eviscerated by Norwood fans for this. I'm going to sell my shares in Matthew Panos. What? I'm selling. You can't get. They couldn't be a higher price after last George weekend, dropping. could they? George Everyone is shopping for them. They're harder to get than hen's teeth. I'm happy to put mine on the market. I just reckon that I might make a very, very good collection. He can't do better than that. Nah. I'll buy him again in a couple of weeks, but I'm just gonna. I'm gonna take my absolute lick of cash with Matty Panos, sell up, and just see how he goes in the next few weeks. That's fair. That's fair. Fair enough. Good call. And uh, I'm. I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna sell Sturt. I reckon. Hookie, I think um, they're past two. You might have been two weeks too late. Yeah, no, I just realised that. I have realised that because they play the Crows this week and on a big deck in Adelaide Oval, uh, the Crows will be ready to go and uh, be a be a massive upset if the if Sturt get the job done. I haven't seen them look half the team they looked early in the season, and um, yeah, I'll probably go and sell my Sturs, uh, my Sturs shares in Sturt. 
Fair enough. Well, that, yeah, I mean, you may as well get a collect before they're, com- they're worth absolutely Pitching, nothing, yeah. the way the double blues are going. So, fair enough, Joe. But, yeah, I still reckon you've got a bit of work to do to get this system right. I, I reckon if we look at... Uh, I'll be living in an absolute Unley Park mansion in about six weeks' time, and you'll be... Uh, I don't know. You're looking at Davron Park, I reckon. Hey, not with the, not you'll with be the shopping around there. these days, Hookie. I might be getting some good money in that Davron house. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, uh, don't worry. The property market is very rich anywhere you want to go. <laughs> What do you got for me? You got a what about a Barossa boy uh, rolling best and fairest? I think there might be a couple of changes this week. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know, I'm actually looking at it now. I, I'm going to replace my man, my captain, Matty Nunn. Yeah, fair enough. So am I, to be honest. Are you? Yeah. I, yep. What are you? Who are you bringing in? So I'm I'm sticking with Joe Rantel. He's still my number okay. one. Yep. I've got Nick Rokar at number two, and I'm looking forward to the drive-by that you give Nick Rokar, as you do most weeks, uh, just sort of give him a bit of a clip, as you've done in the past. But I've got to bring him in now, Harry Boyd, the, oh, the big boy. Do. Now you bring him in. Well, I was just so concerned that we'd lose him during the uh, in the mid-season draft. He survived. I don't know how. I mean, I would have thought he's a moral to get taken. But, yeah, no one seemed bothered about him. I can't believe that. He's been dominating this competition. So Harry Boyd comes back up into the top three for me. Haven't got him number one because Sam Balderstone is the great example of the yeah. guy who could never, ever win a best and fairest from the ruck. Yeah. But that's my three at the moment, Rantel, Rokar, Boyd. Yep. Mine is Harry Boyd remains number one for me. I love his season. love his work. Stays with us, no mid-season draft prospects, so that's good. Uh, number two, Nick Rokar uh, for me, and then coming in will be Declan Hamilton. I think he'd, he's really his composure down at halfback's been unbelievable, and yeah, he deserves a shot a, a shot in my Barossa boy. It's a role in best and fairest. It's great to see such a spread of names across both of you. I'm of course not allowed to comment as I uh, coordinate the uh, votes for it. So, and I'm a voting member of the uh, match committee, so I can't comment. But just great to see a large number of guys. Um, that you've already referenced um, could be in the contention for the Michael Taylor medal this year. That's right. Uh, I, I wish I was in the studio now because I'd be looking for a wink from you about now, Rob, if you reckon <laughs> I was on um, on the right track or not. I'm not even looking at Joe anymore. I've turned away <laughs> completely. I'm not giving away anything at all, Hookie. Hey, Joe, have you got a, uh, a Wonder Watch? I love your Wonder Watch. It's always thanks to Appel. And Appel, I tell you what, they make Norwood footy fans look just as good as our players on either side of the fence. We love the work of Appel. Yep. Now, I've got my one to watch. Josh Bradford is the name this week. Uh, had 22 disposals on the weekend. Hard at it midfielder who gets in and under and loves the contest. Clean with his hands and is a clever player with ball in hand. Um, he's been improving each week and uh, playing some very good football. So, my one to watch in the 18s, Joshy Bradford in the 18s are looking not quite, not too shabby under the uh, the tenure of Mr. Michael Knowles. Big so win against uh, the previously undefeated North Adelaide last week. And well again this week. So, yeah. Joe, you do a wonderful job of that. Thanks to Appel. Barossa Boy, thanks to the, for the Barossa Boy um, rolling predictor. Thank you very much, Hookie. Thank you for your contribution tonight. Thank you as well, Joe, for your contribution. Anytime, Chief. Fantastic to be part of Redlegs Radio for tonight. Really important we see everyone down at the footy club tonight, Thursday night. Uh, plenty going on in the Wolf Blast Community Centre. So come along for a Coopers, a Barossa boy. Make sure you have a feed down there. and um, the boys train. Watch the boys train, obviously, tonight and hear the team read out. Uh, thanks again to our great sponsors at Palmerbet. Get tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and great value at Palmerbet. Please make sure you gamble responsibly. And for gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. And Climate Air Conditioning and Solar, South Australia's biggest Dakin dealer. This winter, come home to climate. Looking forward to a big Redlegs contingent out at Prospect this Saturday, taking on North Adelaide, top of the table clash. Can't wait for that. Thank you for joining us tonight on Redlegs Radio. We'll catch you next week on Thursday at 5.30pm. Go Redlegs. What are we saying?
sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.